I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 71 on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thy ear unto me and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope, even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become, as it were, a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God, my God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide alway, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now. Therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. 
Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done, O God, who is like unto thee. O oh, what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me, and yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee in thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded and brought into shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the book of Jeremiah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there is this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah, who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Do not trust in these lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. Has this house which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes. Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. But go now to my place which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these works, says the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear, and I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim, Therefore do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. 
Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger, says the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, my anger and my fury will be poured out on this place, on man and on beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 17th verse of the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. 
So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Love thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just a quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Our passage tonight from Jeremiah is interesting in that Jeremiah is told to go into the, the, the courtyard of the temple and make this proclamation and to 
give a prophecy of what will happen if they do not turn from their wickedness and their idolatry, these things that have taken hold upon the nation and the essentially the capitulation by the relig religious leaders of the day to the outward culture outside of the temple. They've been telling the people that and telling themselves as well that this is God's house. This is his dwelling on earth. And because this is his dwelling, because of Israel's unique relationship with God, it necessarily follows that it will always stand. He will always guard this place because this is his, his temple. This is where he resides on earth. These these are his people. We are his people, essentially, is what they're saying. And so God sends Jeremiah to tell them, no, this is not the case. Look at what's happened. Look what ha has happened to the northern kingdom. They have been invaded by the Assyrians. Look at what happens at what you've done to Shiloh. If you recall, Shiloh is a place where you know, Hannah went and prayed for a, a child. This is where the prophet Samuel was based out of. This was an important center where God interacted with his people. And yet now it has fallen into ruin because of the, 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 the wickedness of the people. The people are worshiping Baal. They are, we know from archaeological evidence that they've, they started to build idols of God and of this 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 queen of heaven that we he, we see referenced here that they have integrated the Canaanite religions and now believe that God has a female consort in heaven with him and they are you know offering libations to this 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 female deity and so God is telling Jeremiah to tell the people that there is still a chance for you if you turn back from your, your wickedness. We know from history that they don't do this, that God is willing to let his temple be destroyed because the temple is not as important as God's relationship with his people. And in order to save that relationship, what the people cannot do, God will lift up a faithful remnant that when they're carried away into captivity, these people will remain faithful to God. These, in essence, take heed of Jeremiah's warning. They don't lose hope. They always keep focused on the hope of a relationship and a restoration because they remain faithful. And this is interesting in that this sort of plays into our, our psalm from this evening, where the psalmist we often associate with King David in, in this particular psalm, in his pursuit, or his being pursued by, you know, Saul, that he is being pursued by wickedness, 
he is being hounded, people are, you know, mocking him, saying, where now is your God, and these types of things. And what does he do? He always remains trusting in God, and always remembers the good things that God has given him, and always keeps that as his his focus and the an essential opening entry point into his prayers with God when he asks to be relieved from things. We see in our Old Testament lesson that the time is already past where prayers can change things. God tells Jeremiah not to pray for these people anymore. I'm not going to change my mind just because you pray to me. I will change my change their fate if they change who they are and give up these these their wickedness in evil ways. But until that time, prayers are useless. But there are times in our own life that where prayers are useless, but there are also many, many, many more times when they're useful as long as we keep praying. That's the essential part for for us. And to take you know talk a little bit about our New Testament lesson tonight, the issue that the, the disciples are having where they, you know, Jesus talks to this young man who has possessions and he goes away sad because Jesus says, if you want to inherit the kingdom, give up all your stuff and come and follow me. And the guy can't do it. He goes off away sad. And Jesus says, you know, it's, you know, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. And the the disciples are incredulous. And the reason for it is they still believe this notion that your faith, your the graces that God has given us in this life are reflected in our material possessions. There was this notion that, you know, if you're a really good person, then, then God would bless you with uh, abundance. He would give you all kinds of stuff. So therefore, if someone was rich, God must really like him. He must be really holy and really trusting in God. And likewise, if somebody was destitute, they would think he must have done something wrong or his parents did something wrong. Or if somebody had an illness, he must have been sinful or he must be sinful or his parents must have sinned. These kind of notions were being played out here. And Jesus is telling us an important thing here in that stuff is just stuff. And, you know, it might seem silly to us to see that, to look at a rich person and assume that they must be somehow very godly. You know, we laugh at such things. We know for a fact that it's untrue. But we think, oftentimes we think it's untrue for other people and true for ourselves. We see rich people who are doing wicked things and, and rightly understand that their, their connection with God doesn't seem to play a part in how well they do materially. But then in our own lives, we assume that if things are going really well for us, then God must be really happy with us. And the danger comes when something bad happens to us to think that I must have done something wrong. What we do wrong is to place our trust and faith in the things of this world. That money, possessions, 
are somehow a reflection of our worth to God and our worth to other people. And so it's instructive in this time of Lent too. It gives us a chance to slowly divest ourselves of these, these encumbrances, these, the chains that we have bound ourselves with to the things of this, this world and gives us an opportunity to slowly let go of the things of this world so that we can follow Jesus more fully. Just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church. And grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all authority over us. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. That they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Thank you. Yeah. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening.